Ari, you know that one of the things that just drives me nuts is this notion that <clears throat> somehow Trump is a liar and uh, therefore, you know, we, we shouldn't elect him and so on and all the things with his uh, womanizing and so forth. Okay. He exaggerates his tweets and all that stuff. So this can only last so long, right? But especially when the Democrats and the COVID-loving crowd, uh, the shutdown-loving crowd in particular, have really given us just an undeniably huge amount of lies. And the Nancy Pelosi thing, for example, is just very emblematic of that. Here she is telling everyone they have to wear a mask and even shaming or trying to shame Trump because he didn't wear a mask. Uh, and, and she's going into this hair salon knowing that it's closed, knowing it, and also not wearing a mask in the salon to boot, uh, and really flouting the, the rules. So, you know, do what I say, but not what I do, and all the things we talked about last week. But it's, it's a big damnable lie, right? I mean, the whole thing is a lie. Uh, Obamacare is a lie. The Iranian deal was a huge lie. I mean, all the little things that we were discovering about yeah, it. Russia hoax, Ukraine hoax. Well, I'm getting to that. The Russia hoax, which turned up not a scintilla of evidence suggesting that Trump was in collusion, no less, with our enemy to become president. That, that is just so breathtakingly bizarre. And they don't even say they're sorry. Guess we were wrong, right? Yeah. Same thing with the Ukrainian uh, nonsense, right? Yeah. Same thing with uh, global warming. Same with the Russia hoax. I mean, and, and same with the post office nonsense. Yes. And, and look at this parallel. They say the main thesis of the Russia hoax issue is that Trump used Russia to steal an election. Right. Right. And you can't, listeners didn't see my little gestures, but. I made some jokes. Oh, they were quite, he was gesticulating yeah. quite I nicely, just, I, I must say. I was gesticulating and gyrating. I did a little Ari is one of the best gesticulators out there. Thank you. For Ari, you should hire Ari David for all your gesticulating needs. Especially kids' parties. Yes, at kids' parties in particular. Yeah. All right, go. Um, and, then, and then look at this. But, 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 so now they're using the U.S. Postal Service and the mail-on voting fraud to steal an election. <laughs> Well, they, right. and, and they and it's they all based on right. They present these uh, mailboxes, pictures of mailboxes that are being closed or you know clamped moved. up, moved to whatever it is from yes. twenty from twenty sixteen. Yeah. Right? Why? And the reason why they were, by the way, I mean, they weren't doctor photos, but they were from twenty sixteen. So, yeah. uh, but they were saying that the reason why is that people were literally stealing these mailboxes. So they had to close it down so that nobody would have any incentive to steal the mailboxes. They right. were doing so presumably maybe to find checks and, and, and stuff like that. Right, and to create the whole, <clears throat> the, the, the perception among the public that if you need to mail a letter, do it now. You may not be able to get your letter in a mailbox. All right, so, yeah, and so the mail-in voting is another example of a big lie. Because that somehow that the only way that we're going to have a complete and fair election is by these mail-in ballots. Uh, and, uh, of course, putting aside the fact that people have been going to grocery stores and uh, going to restaurants and everything else. But somehow when, they, when they're going to go to a polling place, that's the most dangerous place on earth. Right. right? I and mean, also, you might as well go into a lava pit in, in, in their point of view. The other lies that are going on, of course, are not just about the electoral process, 
but also about COVID, generally speaking, about global warming, generally speaking. For example, this is the latest thing. There, there are fires raging everywhere in Northern California, Oregon, and Washington, um, particularly in Northern uh, California. And so there are these pictures floating about the Facebook internet and otherwise, where you see undoctored photos of the San Francisco skyline, very beautiful, and yet it's all orange hue. Okay, so it's the fires, of course, and that's very sad, and I, my, our prayers go out to any family that might be affected. Um, and, and they're presenting it, and they say, anybody who doubts that global warming is real, looking upon such a, a hellish scenario, um, is just contributing to the destruction of our civilization, something like that. And, you know, you write to them and you say, you do understand that's a fire, right? So, I mean, I suppose you can say that global warming caused that fire, but then you ought to have some pretty good damn proof. What I heard and what, it, what is now known is that apparently at least one of those fires up in Northern California were the result of a quote-unquote gender reveal party. No, that, I need to clarify something. The gender reveal, okay. Uh, we're going to take a little break from this get, podcast. Get, get, gather yourself, Ari. Right. Just you know, a, get, get yourself together. This, this is a pet peeve of mine. The gender reveal party was not had nothing to do with transgenderism. It was simply revealing whether someone's baby was a boy or a girl. Okay, so let's leave the transgender I, I, I didn't, I didn't say otherwise. But some people are perceiving it that way. So I just want to. Second of all, the gender reveal party smoke bomb caused fire is such a great story that all of these people are doing what I call fire cause appropriation on it. Point of clarification. The gender reveal party fire was caused in the Oak Glen area of Riverside County off the 10 freeway on the way to Palm Springs in Southern California. But I was at a dinner the other night with some people from San Diego, and I saw a lady earlier in the day who who has family up in Fresno. And both are fire cause appropriating, my term, the baby gender reveal party smoke bomb as the cause of their local fires. So now it's going around that the San Diego area fires were caused by the gender reveal party. Right. No, this is important. Oh, stay with me. And now it's going around that the Northern California fires are all caused by the gender reveal party. Not true. It was only the one in Riverside County, not all these others. It's a great story. I love it. But let's let the culture of the gender reveal party be owned by the gender reveal party. And let's stop appropriating culture. Ari, you, you are never as sexy as you are right now when you're so confusing to me. Did you hear the passion of your confusion? <laughs> the passion of your confusion? I don't know what you said. But damn, you are sexy. I know, isn't it amazing? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm attracted to myself right now. I want to watch myself. All right, things, okay, all right. Things, all right. Right? Yes, this yes, okay. Imagine. But isn't that funny? They're all saying, no, this guy, no, it's just only one. Just one. I know, okay. All right, so enough about that. The point is that it was a fire, yeah, right? Global warming. Whether it was the uh, result of a birthday party or a gender reveal uh, balloon uh, spark, whatever. Yeah, or the, an the, antif- uh, uh, Molotov cocktail. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is <clears throat> that it's not global warming. You know, unless you can say somehow the global warming caused the guy to have a gender reveal party, and in turn it, it, the pyrotechnics uh, somehow led to that fire. So 
it's, it's madness. And then you, of course, pull back even further into that bizarre onion layer and say, well, wait a minute, why are we having fires that are, that are you know, sparked by lightning for that matter or anything else? Um, and why is it such a tinderbox? You know, you could, you could argue that. Uh, they'll say it's global warming. We'll say, no, it's... it's lack ma- of brush clearance. Yes, it's a <clears throat> lack of, of California management, uh, appropriate management of the, uh, of the forest. Yeah, and also... And that's, a, and that's exactly the right reason. So yeah. I, I don't want to get too lost in this. Well, I was just going to say the one other really quick thing. <clears throat> we have a tendency to funny, get lost in such things. Isn't it funny how these fires always happen the same time of year, coinciding with the season of summer? All right. When it's warm? <clears throat> All right, here we go. <laughs> The point is, it's a big lie, okay? And, and the global warming thing is just such a huge lie. And the more evidence comes out to reveal that the, the data is just not consistent with all the predictions that they had made, with each new passing deadline uh, by which the earth would be totally flooded and destroyed, they come up with more uh, uh, preposterous connections. So now, you know, it, it, first of all, Hurricanes, for example, that was preposterous. But now it's the, it's the consequence du jour of global warming. Yeah, right? next they're going to start blaming earthquakes. I, I was going to say, earthquakes, it's coming to, it's coming to a consequence near you. Right? <laughs> and plus, whenever we hear global warming um, nightmare scenarios, they always involve too much water, yes. not too much fire. It's bizarre. Right, no. it's flooding. No, don't you see? It's climate. The flooding it's climate change, you oh, silly sorry. moron. Okay. You you don't get it. It's it's you know it's it's a dessert topping and a floor cleaner. It can do it all. Okay. You know, climate warming explains everything that's gone wrong. Okay, I'll check my <clears throat> male privilege at the door. That rash that you told me that you had on your genitals. Uh, that's global warming too. Okay. Okay. No, I'm kidding. He does not. He, he did he not say do. that. Maybe you do. I don't know. But you didn't tell me that. Well, it's it, there's pus coming out of it, so I don't know if you call it a rash <clears throat> or a fissure. By the way, the preceding uh, words were extremely in, uh, inappropriate and should not have been listened to by younger viewers. Thank you. Okay. Why are younger I, people listening to this show at all? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You are a bad parent if you let your children listen to yes. the Brucklery podcast. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, I. Give, now, emailing me your your information, I will call Family Protective Services on you. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, so th- there's so many lies. These are such huge lies that the Democrats throw at us, and it, it's just like they don't want to hear it. They just don't want. They, they want to. The, the, the notion, for example, I mean, the, the biggest, you know, the lies that are coming out in 2020 are, are just breathtaking. The, the biggest one for me, although it's very easy to come up with the quote unquote biggest one for, you know, but the biggest one I'm thinking of right now is this notion that we would just need to shut down everything for the three weeks or so while we flatten the curve, quote unquote. Okay. And then, it, and then it, and then it came and went. And then they just said, well, the mortality rate is still uh, obscenely high and we must do it. Like, well, wait a minute, you said... Flatten the curve, not <coughs> slow the spread. Now it's slow the spread. No, 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 no. It went from flatten the curve to, to decrease the mortality rate to, to slow, slow the spread. spread. Okay. To, uh, we have an election to win. <laughs> well, that's true. Right? That's and the main... to race to a cure. Right. It's all, it's all crazy. And the other thing I think is very worth noting is Gar- <clears throat> Garcetti's, well, I almost said it, Garcetti's words himself. These are voluntary things we're asking of you, and I will not use law enforcement to this. Two, using law enforcement to not just enforce the law, 
and fine you, arrest you, but to shut down, to, to cancel you using utilities. Okay, so it's all madness at the end of the day. I mean, you, you certainly have a point about that. Um, but the, so the flattening curve, that was a huge lie, right? And people just like, wait, wait, I mean, I, I don't know what analogy I can make that would, would surpass or equal the lie of the flatten the curve lie. That Hang we're on, on day 216 of 14 days to right. flatten the yes, curve. Yes, exactly right. It's, it was, it's that absurd. And, and people just don't even bring it up. It's, it's, and then, of course, the masks that we talk. You don't need the masks. Now you do. Now, now it's essential that you do. I mean, it's like she's my sister, she's my daughter sort of thing. Right. right? I mean, the, the latest is, we, we heard originally, if you do wear a mask, don't wear it while you work out, which any person with an IQ above 40 would know. Two, wear a mask all the time. Two, now news broke today, our favorite <laughs> governor, Adolph Whitmer of Michigan, is now requiring high school and college athletes to wear masks while per, while competing in their sport. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, there, but these are lies. We're just talking about lies right now. And so, what do they point to? The lies of Donald Trump. What are they? They say that he lied about the size of the inauguration crowd. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's true. They say that he. Uh, was fraudulent with his Trump University endeavor. Okay. No. Yep, it's true. It's true. They say that he is uh, a, an adulterer. You know, he uh, cheated on his wife. So you know, that's a, that's a form of lying. Like Bill Clinton, you, you mean? Well, no, just, hey, no, we're talking about Donald Trump. Don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump's victims were of age. Got it. <clears throat> right. Okay. Yes. Uh, and and yeah, all those things. I mean, look, look, what other. You know, the, the lie of, I uh, suppose, oh, yeah, that, that he had said uh, that the veterans, or sorry, the people who fought in the wars were losers and, and suckers, suckers, right? So, okay, so... He did, so what, you know? Well, but he didn't say it. That's didn't. the point. But and I'm now we know, no, no yeah. hold on, the Atlantic Journal now had to take that back, of course. Right. But the point is... They retracted their bombshell story, great. Yes, their bombshell story was retracted. And now, of course, the uh, recent Woodward proclamation that Trump had told him that he wanted to downplay the COVID, you know, falsely, you know, knowing what a disaster and what a horrific thing it was, he wants to downplay it. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that one, but that, yeah, after, but that, but that, hold on, yeah. that was also a false story, as it turns out. Right, Fauci, had said, Fauci had yeah. said, Fauci had said, Fauci had said, Ari's is just chomping the bit. I got to get my Can't stuff be. out. <laughs> there, jeez. All right. So Fauci himself had said, he didn't say anything like that. He didn't say to downplay it. He, if, if, one thing he did say is, I don't want the world to panic because we don't know enough about this virus, whether it justifies completely shutting down the entire economy. P.S., it would be the first time in history, and it has been the first time in history, that we've shut down the entire world economy for the sake of slowing the spread of a virus. Okay, no matter how bad it is, whether it's Ebola or smallpox, right? or H1N1, or uh, you know AIDS. SARS, AIDS, yeah, any of those yeah. things, we, we just never shut down the entire freaking economy. So, but somehow, somehow that that's not panicking <laughs> to do so, right? Uh, so he's the leader of the world, and he says it very boldly and very correctly. Look, I'm the leader of the free world. I cannot project a sense of panic. We ha and we don't know what it is. I'm not going to go to, the cr to crazy land in order to deal with this first. Let's find out what this virus is all about. 
Yeah, and to be prudent, he had already shut down travel from China right. and Europe. So, and, and then the, the other lie is that, that somehow Biden, you know, because it presumes that Biden and the whole Democrat team were somehow ready to deal with this virus in the serious nature, way that it, it deserved to be treated. Uh, but, but of course, we know that in, back in February, uh, even when the virus was becoming, uh, you know, a much more real proposition, that they wanted to, they told people to go to Chinatown, to eat Chinese food, to go hug a Chinaman, and uh, you know, and, and, and a China, a China woman, a Chinese woman, uh, go, go for it, <clears throat> go, to do it. Yeah, and hug a Chinaman is their words, not ours. We're quoting. Right, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I'm not. I'm quoting. I'm quoting them, not us. We don't. We don't want to use that phrase because uh, that would be uh, otherwise inappropriate. But a Chinese person, whatever, go hug them, right? Okay. They did that in Italy, didn't work out too well. So they would do, they'll do not, they'll stop at nothing, nothing to proclaim that whatever they've done is the fault of Trump and whatever they succeeded doing, well, that's, that's the, that's their, that, that's their doing. Work, yeah. So a good example, two, two examples of that is that uh, the UAE deal, for example, the, the piece that has just been uh, solidified thanks to the Trump administration, they say, well, we did that. We, Biden, the Obama-Biden team did that. You know why? Because they had a couple lunches with them. Well, I think what they're saying, believe it or not, because I've seen this nonsense on Facebook, if not for the Obama nuclear gift to Iran, the Arab Gulf states wouldn't be trying to make friends with Israel right now. Well, that's, there is something to that. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah but they, you know how um, <clears throat> you talk in the law about, I think, about intent or, or causation versus correlation? Or just because, okay, here, uh, here's another good one. That's the same thing. Gun sales are skyrocketing. Hey, you conservatives, don't you like that? Our response is, well, we do like that, but it's skyrocketing because crime and riots are skyrocketing. Yes, And exactly. we would prefer to have gun sales stay lower and not have riots and spikes of crime. Right. right. It's like we saying we... prefer Iran not being fast-trapped on its way to a nuclear weapon, even if... Okay, okay, you know, okay, okay. So it's like, uh, you know, the riots are so bad that, that we have to have a whole... Um, you know, volley of new police coming into town, and for that matter, the militia. And they, and then they would say, "Well, are you happy, conservatives? You got your militia." Like, well, the reason why we have that is because of you, you crazy people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's. I don't know where to begin. It's just it, the, the nonsense that they spew. Then, of course, uh, this notion that, and this is the latest lie, that the Republicans are the ones, the conservatives are the ones who are actually instigating these riots. Uh, imposing themselves and actually creating all the statues and all whatever you're seeing, right. those are conservatives out there. Yes. You can see them with the Trump hats. They're all there, really, really eager to show, you know, how much they love America by destroying their cities, right? Because as you know, Portland is full of conservatives, and likewise Seattle and Los Angeles and Chicago, because that's that's who we were seeing, and uh, you know, apparently there's, you know, we thought that the, the black um, support of, of Trump was definitely increasing, but apparently it's much, much more so than we ever imagined because all those blacks rioting in Chicago and Los Angeles that you're seeing on TV, they're, well, they're, they're Trump supporters too. Did you know that? No, you, you, but you heard it here first. The Chaz Chop Chet. 
Trump, yes. Trump's <clears throat> autonomous side. <clears throat> That's what he's but, but this this turnabout, this this attempt to turn this into something that is all based upon conservatism. Look, you know, I don't blame them in a way, Ari, because what else do they have? I mean, it's a Hail Mary, right? They they, they can't they can't possibly yeah. they can't possibly say that they can't possibly win on, on the economy. They can't win on on Biden's record. They can't win on uh, the excitement of the de- Democratic policies. They can't beat Trump. So all you have is our lies. Look, I see this in court, by the way, all the time. When the stronger our case, I have a little expression in my firm. The time that I am most worried about going to court is the time that I know I'm going to win. Okay? Now, now you can say, well, what do you mean by that, Barack? Sometimes I got such a, what we call a slam dunk motion, where we feel very confident about the motion. And the other side is opposing it for whatever reason. Ari, I got to tell you, that's the time that all the crazy crap comes out. Yeah, the, and when you, I believe what you're going at is that's the time where stuff comes at you that you have no ability to predict. Exactly right. They will say, Mr. Lurie just withheld documents, and he ha- they'll just say anything that comes to their mind. Right. And all of a sudden, I have to say, no, that's not the case. And then the judge is looking, well, is this true? Is there something to this? And I said, no, Your Honor, they're just saying this as a last-minute desperate attempt on a motion that they know should, should not succeed. And they, <clears throat> and, and then they say, well, at the very least, we need to, uh, to explore this further, Your Honor, and uh, brief this issue. And, uh, well, okay, I agree. Let's uh, continue this matter for another two weeks, and uh, I'd like to see some more evidence of this because it's very concerning. Uh, you know, and then, of course, nothing comes up, and then they, I, you know, I still win. But nevertheless, you know, you sweat bullets and these, these winner motions where you, where you realize you should win, and, you know, with, the, with very few exceptions. It's a very... Um, it's a very daunting thing, and we're seeing this in the same way here. Trump is going to win, and so that's when this all this crazy is coming out. That's why the COVID thing, that not not the virus itself, but the extreme response to it, the backlash and hysteria, the hysteria the coming to it, and and then the blaming game, and everything else that they can't imagine. Um, it, they're making it a boogeyman that it's not. And, uh, and they're, of course, pointing fingers to Trump. You know, you led all, to all these deaths, and they're increasing the, the mortality rates, you know, claiming anybody who, who dies, you know, during this time period between, you know, Feb- February to the present of, of dying of COVID. <clears throat> you can die of uh, brain cancer, and you've died of COVID, don't you know? And there's a famous story out of Florida where a guy, you know, came in, uh, you know, almost dead to a hospital uh, as a result of a motorcycle accident. And sure enough, he dies in the hospital. And they called it a COVID death. I mean, it, it, it's breathtaking. I mean, they, they had to pull that back because it was so absurd and it, it got a lot of media attention. Then they say, oh, yeah, no, we corrected that, of course. That's uh, silly. And, okay. But how many of these silly deaths that were listed as COVID, but not as silly as the motorcycle accident, we just kind of remain so? You, do you think for a moment, my good listener, that had the media not, the conservative media, not pointed out this motorcycle death was absurd to be labeled as a COVID death, that they would have actually corrected themselves? Of course not. It's like, uh, you know, the bank will not correct the mistake for you, right, unless you point it out to them. Same sort of thing. 
So the COVID thing was a big, you know, the hysteria associated with that. And then the riots now, we're seeing that they're blaming it on Trump in every way that they can. Oh, you created this, this, this division and this world of division and this polarity. No, you're the ones who are having a hissy fit and you just can't believe that Trump has been president and you don't like it. But who's to blame for that? He's not the one creating the polarity. It's, it's your reaction to it that's the polarity. Yeah. So you have nobody but yourself to blame. But it's a big lie. And then the mail-in ballots, that, that notion, that's a hysteria. That's a lie. Well, I think... The, the, it's, the lie of the, ba- the mail-in ballots is simple. The lie is that, first of all, this is the only way to get a complete uh, voting thing, right? Where, where everyone can vote. That's a lie. Because we know that people are going about their daily lives. People, people are not hiding in their homes, at least not anymore. The virus situation is far more under control, even if you want to ascribe uh, tremendous deadliness to the virus, which I don't. Yeah, but very few people, I mean, there are some, but very few people are becoming hermit Joes. Right, right, exactly. And, and they will certainly come out to the polls. And, you know, Dennis Prager brought up a good point the, just uh, yesterday morning. Like, isn't it interesting that the young people are far, far more scared of this virus who are far less likely to have any lethality or, you know, mortality associated with it uh, than the old people are. Yeah, but that's partially caused by the endless hysterias they've been brainwashed with. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. So anyway, the point is that we're ready to rock and roll with going to the polling places. People are not saying that they're, they're terrified of going to the polling places because they, if they can go to the grocery store that, and they can go to a restaurant, they can go to a polling place. And if they really are afraid, then by golly, just <clears throat> you know, prepare how you want to vote. Quickly fill out the form while you're there. You can do so in the car for that matter. And then give it to the nice polling uh, person volunteer and he'll put it in the little ballot box. Right. And another couple notes here in California. <laughs> where this stuff seems to be so prevalent is in California, we don't have election day. We have election two weeks. There's early voting and there's drive-through voting at some of the, at, at Dodger Stadium and Staples Center, they're promoting drive-through voting where you have to get out of your car. Okay, right. it's, there's no reason for this. The other thing that I think goes back to your thesis of big lie is this, that we're told what a critical election this is. We're told how important that this, this election results are legitimate. How, how bad Trump is, but to take him out, to take him in, whatever it is, has to be a legitimate conclusion. But now we're supposed to, at this pivot point in American history, be willing to take on all of these untested wholesale changes to an election system that supposedly, according to their own words, has been so full of integrity all these years that you're willing to throw that into question and do all these new methods this particular election? Yeah. That, they, they, that I think, goes to a, a tremendous size lie. Big map, double, double whopper size Well, they lie. didn't even take a poll of those people who would intend to vote this election. I mean, I haven't heard a, a, a single poll of people saying, are you likely not to vote because at a polling place because of the COVID concern. So in other words, you could easily say, uh, you know, would you vote, if, if the only way you could vote is by polling, going to the polling place uh, or by absentee ballot, um, would that somehow frustrate your desire to, to go vote? So, there's simply no poll that, that has, has been presented that. Now, had they done so, uh, then they would have at least some justification for asking for all these mail-in ballots. 
But they, they didn't do that. They just made the, the assumption, and we're, gonna, you know, we're just going to flood all of California with these random mail-in ballots. Um, one friend of mine, um, who's not only a Facebook friend, but also an actual friend of mine, uh, he revealed, he said, and he showed me pictures of it. He said, I got 11 ballots in the mail. There's only four of us in this house. Four. That sounds about right. Now, one little point that the, so to clarify for the listeners, California was doing this this year before the COVID crisis. Uh, this is the way the primary election was was run. And our primary election day was on um, March 3rd. Uh, 12 days before the first waves of mass shutdowns in California. Right. And they were already doing this method this year anyway. So California's mail-in ballot just for mail-in election, just for clarity's sake, was not COVID cost. It's being advantaged in the media because right. of it and just sold and justified that way. But uh, they were doing this this vote by mail steal system anyway. Oh, I, I understand, but that's not even the point. The point is that they they're just they're doing it on steroids now. Of now, course. now they're justifying. Yes. They have a, yet another justification for this right. uh, stealing the votes business. Yeah. Look, we, we know that there are tremendous concerns in the voting crisis, uh, and and it is a voting crisis because it, it's a true threat to our democracy. Now that the Democrats, of course, will say, oh, you know, the, the Republicans are somehow trying to steal our democracy from us uh, without any with any evidence whatsoever. Um, they, they just lie about the, the mailboxes being stolen and or, or otherwise shut out or something like that. Zero, just zero evidence. The, the fact that we want to simply proceed as they, as we'd always proceeded in presidential elections of the past, somehow that is, a, is an attempt to steal the election. Their bizarre approach to dealing with an election is somehow now the status quo, that's the norm. Uh, and the same way that, that shutting down the economy for a virus is now the norm, right? Well, I love to say it's in the same way that dealing, the same way that, that somehow socialism should be the operating system of our government is now somehow the norm, right? That, that believing in individuality and uh, freedom of expression and that we are God-centered society, that's wackadoodle. Right, you're, you're just crazy if you believe that. Never mind that. That's you know the whole basis for our American system, and we've been living that way for 240 plus years. Um, you know that's that's of no import whatsoever. Right, and of course that, we haven't even said critical race theory, but now they're acting like critical race theory is just the norm we should adopt. Oh yeah, to. good point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, it, and, yeah, so and by saying and, and Trump, you know, Ari's alluding to the uh, recent uh, decision by the Trump administration by executive order to um, cancel all critical race uh, training in the federal government, uh, and rightfully so, because critical race theory basically says, listen, you should look upon all white people as racist, <laughs> because they, they, you know, whoever, whatever the outcome is, if the outcome is, is slightly advantageous for a white person, then it's inherently racist, you understand. I don't want to get into the, to the depths of it. The point is that he issued an executive order to no longer allow the teaching of, of this nonsense. And so how do they parlay that? Uh, they parlayed it by saying, my goodness, this Trump man, he's de defunding diversity training in the federal government. Right, he's a Neanderthal. It, well, I mean, he just wants to go back to the days of Jim Crow, he does. So that's, look, another lie, okay? So show me one example of something like that within the Trump, you know, when, when Trump is, is doing anything, anything of that nature at all. I, I really defy you. 
Now, you can, you can email me, info at lurie-law.com. Again, info at lurie-law.com. And just give me one example. Yeah, can I give one more real fast, uh, which is, of course, the uh, Charlottesville lie. Oh, yeah, yeah of course, of course. In which Trump clearly said there are good people on both sides of the argument whether to keep or tear down and remove statues. Confederate statues. The Confederate conflict, the yes. Civil War conflict. In other words, there were people like Robert E. Lee who fought for the bad guys in the Civil War but were good people. And so you can make an argument either way about keeping or taking away. That is a exactly. monument. And then Biden, specifically Biden, came in and said, no, Trump was saying there are good and bad people on both sides of the riots. So... It reminds me, yesterday I resaw a movie that I, that I quite enjoyed, uh, Midway, the, the, the more new version of it. It was, it was quite fun, a lot of entertainment, uh, good action scenes, uh, very good uh, CGI, right? Whatever it is, it, it yeah. was just and, really and well China done. China clearly won that war. Thank God for China. <laughs> you know, okay, China, so, China so okay, would you please not derail me? I'm simply saying what's interesting about that is that at the end of the movie, they dedicated to the brave men who fought uh, in the Battle of Midway, both the Americans and the Japanese. Okay? So wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, the, 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 the Japanese were the bad guys. You understand that, right? Yeah. And, and they were a fascist enterprise working to destroy democracy and Western civilization, but we should celebrate them, right? But, 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 when it comes to civil war, you see, then we should not commemorate these horrible, horrible people who fought for the slaveholding South. Never mind that the South was a bit more than just slavery. Yeah, that these were actual Americans. They were Americans, and nevertheless, they, they, they they had proud traditions and everything else, including Robert Lee, who was an incredible man. And also the way he handled the aftermath of, of the war was exceptional. Without him, we would have an ongoing you know, state of terrorism between the South and the North. But that's another story. The point is that they can commemorate the bad guys in the war. World War II. World War II, the, the big war. Uh, in this case, Japan. But they can't commemorate the South, fellow Americans. Right, who also well, still had South, values. Civil War soldiers. Civil War soldiers, exactly. Good yeah. point. I, and I'm not, you know, espousing slavery. That's, you know, to, to interpret it that way would be silly. But anyway, the point is, just just like you said, okay, that there 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 were so, there were good people on the issue of whether or not to tear down the Confederate statues. That was the hugest lie. And yet, I mean, it, it was so absurd. People so wanted to hate Trump that they said that. What he meant was that there are good and bad Nazis, good and bad, bad white supremacists, KKK and KKK members. Good members. And bad white supremacists, good and bad Antifa. Okay, so which is of course is such an absurd interpretation. Like when when you try to interpret words, first of all, of course, of course, always look to the actual words themselves, right? Uh, then and, and also look to, to the complete speech itself. Which, if you did, then you would see clearly that he said directly, not only am I talking about the Confederate soldiers, but I'm also not saying that there are any good people among the Antifa crowd or the KKK crowd or the white supremacist crowd. All of them are contemptible, despicable human beings. Okay, he said that. But no, 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 no. They wanted to interpret things the way they wanted to interpret it. 
And so they went to the most preposterous interpretation because that's the only thing that made them feel good. And I asked people, don't you think that that is kind of the most preposterous interpretation? Don't you think that his saying that that they're good and bad people on both sides of the issue of taking down the Confederate statues. Don't you think that's a more, say, reasonable interpretation? And they, they, they shake their heads as if I'm, I'm, I'm Looney Tunes. I'm the Looney Tunes, you understand? So anyway, let's not drill down too much more on that. I simply that's a good example of the lies. And it's, a, it's a, such a dangerous thing. Look, November will come around, uh, and we will know uh, very soon how the nation really feels about Trump. Will it be a referendum on Trump? Yes, yes, to some extent, maybe a very large extent, it's going to be a referendum on Trump. Uh, that's what the Biden campaign claims it wants. Maybe that's what it will get. But I have a feeling that even if it's a pure referendum on Trump, I think people will say, yeah, I'll have some more of that, please, for four more years, at least. There's something very refreshing about Trump. People like Trump because of something called congruence, right? This notion that you do, that you, you project the feeling that you are who you claim to be, that you are consistent with your words and your actions. That's congruency. Biden does not have that. Uh, and that's, that's apart from enthusiasm. <laughs> there's so much more enthusiasm for Trump than, than there is for Biden. But yeah, there's congruence or lack of. Biden will say point A Monday, point B Tuesday, point C Thursday, and won't even remember any of them. Right, but I, but I will say, and this is the last point, is that the Democrats have followers. They will follow whatever the talking points are, and they will run with it for the longest time. You give them that ball, they will run with it. It doesn't matter if the ball is a hand grenade, Ari. They will just run with it. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. God willing, we are going to have a, uh, another great election uh, in Trump's favor and that it will be a landslide. Both Ari and I feel that way. His, uh, his feeling is that it's 50 states. All 50 states. I am certainly hopeful that he's right. Uh, my feeling is it's 40 states uh, and any state above that, that's even more uh, gravy for all of us. But it's because we understand what works. We understand that truth is all that matters. Liberty is what matters and that we need to be on God's side. Not that God is on our side, but we need to be on God's side. And that's what Ronald Reagan once famously said. And I, I think in a world where the Democrats are increasingly godless, uh, we've got a really good shot at this. We just need to show God that we are with him. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.